0: For those who want deliverance, those who want to get right with God, God is always there to pick up the pieces for you.
1: Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching the Word of God with truth right from the Bible. For more information, go to corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla.org. Today we're picking up in part two of our message titled, Wanting It All, in Genesis chapter 19.
0: I think as Christians, many times we can say, oh, we point this sin out like it's somehow worse than other sins. And it's just not true because God puts it in the context of many other sins. He says in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, he says, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? So if you're doing unrighteous deeds, guess what? You're not going to inherit the kingdom of God. He says, do not be deceived like don't fool yourself here he says fornicators will not inherit the kingdom of god now who's a fornicator that's those who are not married and you're having sexual relationships with your boyfriend or your girlfriend so he puts this in the same context so if you're there and you're having yeah but i mean this is the 21st century we live in la everyone's living together when sleeping together well guess what You know, you can't have a sexual relationship with your boyfriend or your girlfriend until you get married, okay? And if you do, then you will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. No, no one wants to hear that today. If you're an idolater okay so you love things and you hold those things up you call them more precious to you than other things here in the world and you idolize things guess what you can't inherit the kingdom of heaven then he says adulterers who's the adulterer the adulterers are those who are married to one person but you're having a sexual relationship with someone else you will not inherit the kingdom of heaven then he says the effeminate who are that that's the sexual perverse You will not inherit the kingdom of heaven, nor homosexuals. You cannot have homosexual relationship. You will not enter the kingdom of heaven. Then he goes on to say, nor thieves. Are you stealing from your employer? Are you stealing things? Are you a thief? You will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Aren't you covetous? Oh, I just want what my neighbor has. He always has the cool stuff and I don't. I want what he has. You will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. The drunkard. Oh, I'm sorry. You will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Are you a reveler? You're out there, you know, storming and protesting with all the protests that are happening right now and breaking windows and stuff? You will not have inherit the kingdom of heaven. Are you a swindler? Are you talking people out of their money somehow? Little false little scams and everything? You will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. So think about it, and you might say, "Well, pastor, who can inherit the kingdom of heaven?" Nobody. That's the point. We're all going to fall into one of those categories somewhere along in our life. That's why Jesus Christ died for us. And that's why when we come to him as our savior, we can be forgiven of those things and we can go to heaven. Amen. But let us not fall into the trap of pointing out homosexuality as if it is a worse sin than these other sins. Because we were guilty of some of these other things. I was a liar and a cheat and I stole from my employer. I was guilty of these things. So, there was no way for me to get to heaven outside of christ every homosexual every lesbian every transgender listen they can come to know christ as their savior even as i did amen every single person now back to our text as these men came to the door the Lord addressed them as brothers. Really? These are your brothers? These are not your brothers. Some people fall into that, oh, with the brotherhood of man. Oh, like, oh, we're all brothers. It's like, hey, listen, I'm not a brother with anyone who's not walking with the Lord. I'm only a brother in the Lord to those that know Christ as their Savior. Just because we have in common that we're humans doesn't mean that we are brothers. But yet, Lord addresses them as brothers. Lord had lost his witness as a godly man, and he embrace these people as his brothers. Yet notice how shallow in verse 9 their relationship was with Lot. They said, we're going to do worse perversion on you than we're going to do to these men once we ravish them. And look at verse 8, on how far Lot had fallen from any moral compass. He tries to pacify them by giving them his two virgin daughters. Here, take my two virgin daughters and do whatever you you want to them sexually i can see the daughters like gee thanks dad how about not like what we don't want to go out there finally the two angels have had enough of this wickedness let's read in genesis chapter 19 Picking up in verse 10, it says, but the men reached out their hands, that is the two angels. They brought Lot back in the house, okay, with them, and they shut the door, and they struck the men who were at the doorway of the house with blindness, both small and great, and they wearied themselves trying to find the doorway, so the angels said, enough of this madness here. They stepped in and put blindness on all of the men. Yet, even in their blindness, they were so callous and so hardened that they tried to still get in. This just so shows us just how corrupt a human can get. Know this if we allow ourselves, even as believers, to be consumed in any sin, this can be the end result. We can harden our own hearts we can become calloused in our own souls. So wicked that we can become beyond repentance. The Bible talks about the price of sexual perversion in Romans chapter one, verse 24. Let me read it to you. It says, God gave them over because of their wickedness, because of their no desire to repent. God gave them over to the loss of their own hearts, to impurity, so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. For they ex- Exchange the truth of god this is why it happened they took the truth of god and they made it a lie and they worshiped and served the creature that is the creation around them rather than the creator himself who is blessed forever amen verse 26 goes on to say for this reason again because they've rejected the truth of the word of god it says, for this reason, God gave them over to degrading passions for their women, exchanged the natural function for that, which is unnatural. This is women sleeping with women, verse 27. And in the same way, also men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire towards one another, men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their persons the due penalty of their error. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind to do those things which are not proper. Isn't it amazing in our time now, as we, as I believe we're living in the last days, that we're seeing our Country turn right into what Sodom is. And it's not just our country, it's happening all over the world, where all of a sudden in these last 30 years, homosexuality is taking off at a blinding rate. It's everywhere you look. God says, I've allowed this because they've rejected the truth. So since society and culture has rejected the truth of God, though we're getting farther and farther away from the truth as a culture in general, therefore now it has opened the door to all of this sexual perversion. And so God says, I've turned them over to a depraved mind, meaning they are now beyond repentance. So it's like we're seeing it right before our very eyes. Now you can't even watch any TV shows. Now you take all these, you know, home improvement shows and... Finding a house show, building law cabin shows, you know. You take all of those shows, buying an RV, you know, whatever show there is, and now with all of these reality shows, there's always the gay couple in there now. No matter where you say, it, it's on it's on our TVs, it's it's everywhere you look now. And it's again because our culture is rejecting God and is turning away. But getting back to our text, the angels were sent in to do what? To get Lot out of there. Because there was not 10 righteous people in that city. God is going to destroy it. Judgment's coming. Just like in America and this world. Judgment is coming. And so there's a time and a season, an open door here to get the righteous and to get them out. This is why it's so important for us to share the gospel message. And now they give Lot a chance to get out him and his family. Which brings up our third point, a lost a lost testimony and let's read what it says here picking up in verse 14 so lot knows he's got to get out of dodge and lot went out and he spoke to his sons-in-law these are his daughters were engaged i guess to get married who were to marry his daughters and said up get out of this place for the lord will destroy the city but he appeared to his sons-in-laws as to be jesting or joking And when morning dawned, the angels heard Lot saying, up, take your wife and your two daughters and you who are here, lest you are swept away in the punishment of this city. But Lot hesitated. So the men had to seize his hand and the hand of his wife and the hands of his two daughters for the compassion of the Lord was upon him and they brought him out and put him outside the city. Lot loved sodom so much he didn't even want to leave the angels had to grab him and literally pull him and his family out notice when lot went to his family though to those his sons-in-laws they all thought he was joking like what now what are you talking about the lord you've never talked about the lord before what who's the lord what are you talking about what kind of fairy tale is this the city is going to be destroyed hey pops what have you been smoking you've been bonging on us here it's like you're losing your mind know this our testimony is only as good as our lifestyle if we live like everyone else if we act like everyone else acts here in Los Angeles, if there's no change in the way that you and me live out our life, then we will have the same result that Lot had with his family. And what's that? Nobody will listen to us. I wonder if people listen to you. And if they don't, I wonder if it's because of this. There's nothing in your life that is different than anyone else. Listen, the power of our testimony, it is dependent on how much we live out a Christ-like lifestyle. This is why we do what we do. I don't want people to see Steve Wilburn because Steve Wilburn can't save anybody. I can't help you. I want people to look into my eyes and see Jesus inside of me. I want people to look at me and say, wait a second, who are you? Why do you do the things that you do? Why are you not like everybody else? Whatever you have, I want that in my life. See, that's the testimony that we want. And when we choose to live like that, that's when we can speak about Christ. And that's what empowers our message to people. So if people are never listening to you, whenever you start to talk, maybe there's no power in your message. That's when we can point people to Jesus when all of a sudden there's testimony. I'm different than everyone else. I don't laugh at the dirty jokes. I make a stand for things that I think are true and right. I don't always just become part of the wallpaper. I stand for things that are righteous, and I say those things. See, and then when you speak, people will listen to us about Jesus. That's when they will see Jesus in us, and that's when Jesus will use us to impact this dark city in which we all live with the hope of heaven know this we live in a time that's so similar to sodom and judgment is coming we can see the warnings from the prophet isaiah as he called attention to the sin of sodom he spoke to people caught up in sin and they denied the depth and the wickedness of their own sin yet isaiah He spoke the truth to them, and he spoke it often. Listen to the warning from the prophet of God in Isaiah chapter 3, verse 9. He says, the expression on their faces bears witness against him, and they display their sin like Sodom. They don't even conceal it woe to them for they have brought evil on themselves are we not seeing that now people don't even conceal their sin anymore we have such a bias in the news now it is just crazy what's happening you know you see this and they they hammer our president because you know well there's a lot to hammer with him but 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 he makes you know statements that that bring some of it on but he also is trying to drain the swamp of this you know uh, this this mentality that we have in Washington D see so when he does good things they never say anything and they don't even conceal it anymore it's like we hate him we hate him we hate him and you see this total biasness in our news and it's not even concealed we see open wicked sin all around us and it's not even concealed anymore it's like people don't even care it's like hey this is who i am you'll deal with it you're not your problem you know whatever so notice that isaiah uses the term when people get to that point and they don't even conceal their sin anymore he says woe to you that word woe means great sorrow you grief and misery on you why because the people were displaying their sin like sodom and again what does that mean well in jude in the new testament it's only one chapter long verse seven jude points out as sodom and gomorrah they indulged in gross immorality gross sexual sin and they went after strange flesh This simply means they were guilty of uncontrolled sexual passions with each other and with others around them of the same sex. See, me and my wife, we went to a gay rally one time. You're thinking like, okay, that's a good place for you to go. But me and my wife went there in Washington, D.C. and we went out witnessing. We had our Bibles in our hands and we were sharing Christ with people. I had never seen the things that I saw in that gay rally. There was people walking around naked. They were having sex on the on the. This is in Washington D.C. in front of the Capitol building on the mall area. Maybe like three or four hundred thousand people, maybe five hundred thousand people, and it's just like the things that we heard spoken from the stage. You know, the things that were broadcast on those speakers. People walking around naked, having. It's like, and we're like, okay, don't look over there. Okay, don't look. Over there, and we were sharing Christ with people, but seeing the depravity and not even concealing it, I even went up to the DC police and said, These people are naked having sex right on the mall here. And they said, We're not going in there that's a freak show we're not even going in and they wouldn't do anything about it and i mean just seeing it myself was like oh my goodness but you know that's not broadcast on the news because that doesn't fit the narrative of everything's peaceful peaceful and loving and it's just like wow it's crazy yes they were willing to do it in broad daylight it was in your face in sodom just like it is in america today again it's all over our news it's on tv it's on billboards Their condition, like what it is here today in the last days, it was tragic. It was open and it was blatant with no remorse. Just like we see here flaunted in front of us with no regret. We have talk show hosts now. We have shock jocks. We have stand-up comedians that do nothing but talk filth. Wicked, wicked websites. Yes, we're all surrounded by all of this just like what was happening in Sodom. So what are we to do exactly? What are, you know, what are we to do right now? Well, it's what you're doing right now. It's coming to church. It's being built up in your relationship with God. You know, it's like it's being able to stand up and say, I want to learn to be who God desires me to be. I want to be set apart. I want to be ready to rise up in this day of trial and temptation. I want to be able to point people to the only place of refuge, and that is the rock of Christ Jesus. That's what God has called us to do. We play a critical role in what God wants to do here in this day and age. To be a light that shines in this dark city. Remember, God created the sexual relationship for our pleasure. Between a man and a woman, God never said no to sex ever. He simply said, "Wait until you come into a covenant relationship and you get married with someone. Know this, God has no desire for us to walk around in a state of complete and other paranoia that God is just getting ready to judge and wipe us all out. No, we have this opportunity in this window to say, "Man, there is the grace and the mercy of God, and no matter what someone has done, they can be forgiven. Yes, we have a healthy understanding of the fact that God loves us and he has forgiven us. And because he's forgiven us, he can forgive every person that's caught up in sin in this lifestyle. He wants us to be free from the passions that have been left unchecked that will eventually harden our hearts and separate us from him. I wonder if there are any here right now or that are watching here on our live stream that are entertaining any bad habits or lifestyles. If so, you know, are those things causing you a noticeable division between you and your relationship with God? Is that guilt righting you because you know that you're doing something that is not right with the Lord? Maybe there was a time when you thought you could stop that desire and that passion at any time. But now it's taken root inside of you. For it's only when we try to stop something that we find out just how sold out we are to it. Because if you're doing whatever you're doing, you know what's wrong, then just stop. And you find yourself... I can't really stop now. Well, then that's when you find out that you've sold yourself out to that thing. That's where you need the Lord to help you because we have become our own worst enemy and we've allowed that sin to go unchecked. That's why the Bible says in Proverbs 5.22, the wicked man or the wicked woman is doomed by their own sins. They are ropes that catch us and hold us. Yet for those who want deliverance, Those who want to get right with God, God is always there to pick up the pieces for you. It says in Isaiah 55, 7, it says, Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and let him return to the Lord and God will have compassion on you and he will abundantly pardon you. God says, look, if you're willing to turn, I will forgive you. I don't care what you've done. I've seen it all, but I will forgive you and I will abundantly pardon you. Which brings up our final point, a lost city. Let's read what he goes on to say here in verse 24. Then the Lord, he rained on Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all of the valley and all the inhabitants of the cities and what grew on the ground. But his wife from behind him, from behind Lot, she looked back and she became a pillar of of salt. Wow. Yes, one day the warning was over. Just like one day the warning will be over for America. The warning will be over for this world as we know it today. One day America will reap what it has sown. It has abandoned God, it has excommunicated God, it will come back on them. For God will not be mocked. People will reap what they have sown. We have become a godless society. Well, guess what? the day of judgment will come even in the midst of god's grace so and mercy and he told all of them lot and his wife and his daughters don't look back in verse 17 but we see in verse 26 that lot's wife did look back she was longing she didn't want to leave sodom she wanted that she didn't want to go from there and she turned around and she looked and she became a pillar of salt Yes, she longed for Sodom. Her heart didn't want to leave. And just like sin in the end, it will always lead to death. That's why the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And then right when you think it's not going to get any worse, right when you think well, for a lot, I mean, at least the, the worst is over with. Oh no, it gets worse because then he goes up and he stays up in a cave with his two daughters and his two daughters look at each other. You think your family's dysfunctional? How about this one? They said, Hey, all the people are destroyed. No one's going to be able to, you know, carry on the family name here. So they got lot drunk, so drunk that he didn't even know who he was. And the older daughter went in and slept with him had sexual relations with her dad she gets pregnant then the younger daughter goes in. they got him drunk again so drunk that literally the bible says that lot didn't even know what happened i mean how drunk is that how do you know you're not having sex with your daughter but somehow he didn't know and so anyway they both get impregnated by their dad And you're like, oh, my goodness, this is just crazy. And what happened after they got, you know, pop so drunk? This is why the Bible says to stay away from alcohol, by the way. Proverbs 20, verse 1 says, wine is a mocker, strong drink is a brawler, and whoever is intoxicated by it is not wise. Yeah, I guess so. And so what happens, the older daughter has a baby, and she named him Moab. He became the father of the Moabites. And the second daughter had a baby named Ben-Ammi, you know, and he became the father of Ammon, the Ammonites. As you know, those two groups of people became long-term enemies of Israel. You read through the Old Testament, it's the Moabites and Ammonites that were always attacking Israel. Yes, Sin, as we end, has consequences.
1: That's all the time we have for today's message. You've been listening to Pastor and Bible Teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app, available on iOS and Android. Core Church is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church L.A., if you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA one word that's Core Church LA to 77977. And remember, there's a God in heaven who loves you.